With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Yes, yes, yes. Recorded live. Amen, amen, amen. This is uh, uh, Apostle Walter uh, from the Cutting Sword Bible Ministry. Um, bringing you the news at 6 o'clock. This is the good news, bringing you the news. There's no weather involved, just straight up, straight up. And uh, we are here today, uh, as usual, every Wednesday night. You can catch me here every Wednesday uh, to, to, to give some, 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 some word, amen, which is the good news. Uh, we're going to, uh, let, me, let me open up with prayer, a uh, brief prayer, and um, so we can move on. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have graced uh, uh, your, your, your listeners, uh, to, to, to hear, thus saith the Lord, not from me. I have nothing to give them, but the sanctity and the majestics and the, and the, and the overwhelming power of your, of, of who you are, Lord, because you are the one that's speaking through me. As I lift my head, dear Lord, towards heaven, as I lift my head towards heaven, dear Lord, I am asking you, Lord, to, to, to bless right now and to unzipper this, take this zipper and just take it down to uh, uh, and, and open me up and take out anything that should not be. And that way, Lord, you can just take out anything and just move inside and speak through my mouth because I have nothing to tell them but for what you have me to tell them. In the master's name of Jesus Christ, bless the listening ear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're going to start off, but we're going to talk about tonight about the things that we say, the things that we talk about. Uh, the, the utterance of the, in our mouths, the blasphemy of it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic of cursing going on, and uh, a lot of a lot of people are actually uh, a, a lot of people are actually uh, using words for the benefit to 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 hurt. Uh, these four letter words they're prominent. Uh, they if they get mad about something. The first thing they do they say a word and they'll bleep it out. Without hesitation, without any thought, uh, the regards is, is to basically to hurt someone's feelings, to penetrate their attitudes and to penetrate their emotion. And it sometimes it works because the person that doesn't want to be cursed that they use these certain words and they'll say it in anger, and the person receives it that way. They receive those words, and the, and as they have a spirit of receivity on that, they react. Every action uh, permeates a, a, a reaction. And when you say something to someone, it's like back in the day, way back when I was coming up, uh, they used to say things like, uh, your mama. And we were quick to want to, man, we want to we fight. Well, we wanna, my mama, and we swinging and carrying on. We get ready to fight and get our nose bloody and everything else. Two words, your, your, your mama. <laughs> I don't know if anybody, you know, the young folks, you, you, you millennials, you may not understand what I'm saying, but old heads, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, those words in school, when we used to do that and just come home all raggedy and beat up, hair all messed up, scrapes and bruises, because somebody mentioned my mother's, you know, it was so much like dad, you know, dad was the masculine one, you know, so but mama, don't talk about my mother. You know, that's, that, those, those are the type of things. We used to say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words would never hurt me. Those, you know, remember back in the day, the schoolyard days, you know. And uh, even on the street corner, you know, when you, somebody called you a name, like, oh, shut up, big head. You know, they was, they was you know, big head. They said, I ain't got no big head. And, you know, your mama got a big head. Next thing you know, the fight break out. And a circle of people walk, edging you on and two of y'all in the middle can't fight, swinging and hurting each other. Because somebody said something that was just crazy that hurt your feelings. Now those words like that, you know, or they might say something like, uh, "You stink." They say, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you stink. You smell like a skunk." Yeah. Next thing you know, you know, you, big argument. You then you're not friends no more. You know, those words back then were big. They were big words, you know, to us. You know, the the, the, the that was like common. You know, like little, uh, you know, mediocre. You know, so but but basically, but basically, what it is today. Now, as we've moved on from those days in the 60s, you know, in, in the early 50s where I came up at, you know, 
And you didn't you now to now you're talking 2017 now. You're almost in 2020. You know, you you everything's high 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 tech. You know, the technological sample of everything, even babies walking around two and three years old with cell phones and laptops and things, and and they hear things on these on this TV. And everybody has a big screen TV. They have words that they say. And they locked up in their room, and they, and and when they locked up in their room, they end up telling God knows what they're looking at. And and the cursing phenomena is so prevalent today on the media. You see, so it's like a normal word, like, for example, God bless you, and somebody might say, uh, bleep, bleep, and it's normal. Nobody gets excited. Oh, you hear what he said? And it's funny because, it's, it, it, you know, and words really, really, they have an impact, not, on, not only on the person you impacting, but it's impacting you as well because those words that are inside of you, this let's say, for example, you get saved from the cursing and from the craziness. Let's say you get saved. Okay, and you have to have to alter Lord, forgive me for the nasty words I said. Lord, please bless my mouth and all that. And let's say something happened, you know, two, three weeks go by, you're still, you know, reading the word and everything. And then you feel as though, yeah, you can control your tongue because the Bible talks about the tongue in James and in Colossians and all that. And and then and then an argument started in the supermarket or whatever, I'm just saying. And uh Somebody bump your card or do something, and 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 they and, and they act, and you know they you know you don't know you can't judge everybody you can't uh, you really you can't tell uh, basically what that person's mood is and they just they 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 might do something to to they may be upset about something they, and they'll and they'll take it out on you and then you react and you'll say a word that was nestled down down deep in you in your spirit that you thought was done with at the altar. You see, see, uh, see, but it, it, it's a, see, Paul talks about processing our charis- charismatics and our Christian aptitude, aptitude with the attitude, okay, uh, and 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 to to to, to watch as well as pray, as to watch our mouths, our tongues, because when we say a thing, once it's out there, I told uh, I told the apostle, one of the apostles, uh, I, to, I, I said, once you say a word. Or you say you say something and you spit it out and with no regard. You just say it. You can be under duress and you'll say something. Once you and then once you say it, you ever stop and say, "Oh my God! Oh, oh, oh man! Oh, I said that dirty word! Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, Lord, forgive me! Oh, I did. Oh, Lord Jesus! Oh man! The devil, you are! Oh, he made me the devil didn't do it. It was inside you already." It was just one of those things that wasn't, it wasn't vacuumed. In other words, sometimes it's pretentiously to stay there, to be there, to see, see, as a test, as a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pressure walk. You see, some things are not all taken out, you see, because if they were all taken out, you, you'd live an easy life. But this life is not easy. When you become, say, if you are signing your death certificate, <laughs> from from the flesh to the spirit, mind you. Uh, you you it's not an easy way. And a lot of people that are stone cold Christians, seasoned Christians, know that when you start out, you are a baby when you start. There's no way this baby, this 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 two month old baby sitting up there eating uh, uh, pork chops and uh, <laughs> or or filet mignon. Or whatever, and 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 he can't eat it. He can't digest it. Uh, 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 green vegetables. He can't unless it's smashed in a jar, or you know the baby food type. You know it has to be ground up and all. But you can't just feed a baby an apple and tell him here, take this, chew on this for a while. Shut up and stop crying. You can't. The baby needs to have milk for bone purposes. It's it's it's, it's something for the growth of the bones. And the marrow of the bone, this milk, they have to drink this milk to get, increase the, the strength of the bone and make it more solid, more so when they start walking, their bones, that the milk that's in them, the dairy, it, 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 it helps them. That's why babies, you know, or, or, or the different juices, you know, that babies have, water, things like you can't, you know, you, you it's, it's like we, that's who we are. We're babies in the, when we first walk into this thing. We got to be uh, uh, fed the sincere milk of the word. So this cursing that we do, and we find that's inside of us. We thought it was gone, and then we say it out. But then that's when the devil tricked you, okay? Or you you had it there, and all the while it just comes up. How can it come up so easy? 
You know, if that's one of the main attributes that you have, you know, and then you ask the Lord, please, please, Lord, please, Lord, I'll turn my plate down for 10 weeks. Please, just, I, I just want to be straight up, straight up, you know, and, and then something happens and it catches you off guard. And then it, 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 it should nothing catch you off guard. You should just be, just keep, keep it moving, keep it moving. The more you keep praying, the less, the less, the less the devil can really, because you shield it. You're shielded now, just like Job was. He was shielded when the, when fate, when Lucifer walked past him, and he walked up and God, he met God. He said, "Where are you coming?" Well, I'm walking up and down the earth, seeking. He was mad too because he couldn't find anybody. <laughs> you know, who I can devour? You know, he's just looking. You know, like seeking. In other words, I'm, look, I got to get somebody I can devour means to kill or to destroy. You know, he comes for three things. That's his main purpose. That there's a trifold thing he comes to do on this earth: to kill, to steal, and destroy. That's the main thing. That's all he does. He don't do nothing else. He don't send flowers to you. He don't welcome you. He don't shake your hand. He don't do nothing. He don't thank you for anything. He don't apologize for nothing. All he wants to do is to kill, steal, and destroy. That's all he does, you see. And he can, he can emulate Jesus Christ for the purpose of killing, stealing, and destroying, okay? He can make his voice sound like Christ in order to kill, steal, and destroy. He would look like Jesus Christ. He can mastify himself in the appearance of Jesus in a dark-lit room, okay? And you're thinking it's the Holy Ghost coming to, to, to you know, and it's Satan coming into disguise only to kill, steal, and destroy. It's a purpose. That's why he's here. So with that, he... You can you you can you can kill yourself. You can destroy yourself. You can by the things you say out of your mouth. I used to hear people say years ago. It says, "Yes, yeah, speak it into existence. Speak it into existence." That's right. Go ahead, Reverend. Speak it. When I say I'm gonna get a new building, we're gonna get a building. Yeah, it's out there in the spirit. Yeah, but that's a different type of tongue uh, 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 lament. You see, first of all, when you when you when you when you speak something positive, that's when the that's when things happen in the realm of the existence of the dispensation. This dispensation, there's certain things you can you can curse somebody, and if they believe what you say, like you can walk up to somebody and say, you know, tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock, you uh, you're gonna start itching. And you ain't gonna know why you're itching, but you're just gonna start scratching and scratching, and you're itching, you're itching, and you're gonna be scratching all over your body. And that's going to stay with you. And they'll walk away after they say it. Say, just, 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 just keep calm. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong. It's just that you know I see that you're going to be doing that. You know, and you and you say, yeah, right, uh huh. But yes, still, when you walk away, you inside something in you that says, oh my goodness. And then tomorrow, about a quarter to two, you start feeling a little, little edgy and start itching and scratching because you believe what the person said is what they said out of their mouth. You can project a thing. Project something out there. And he that believes it will receive it. <laughs> okay, so if you, you know you 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 can uh, let's let's go to the word first. First of all, let, let, let's let's try something here real quick uh, because this tongue thing is amazing because that's what we use on a daily uh, co- uh, communicative uh, communicative basis as as we as we as we talk to one another. We are using words uh, uh, even in texting today. You know, in this era of texting. That's a way of communicating as well. Some people use curse words in their texts. Some people use blessing words in their texts. They're still communicating. They're still words. And the reason why they're, they're, they're words, they're, they're literal words. They're not, uh, uh, they're not physical words. The physical word is the word that you can hear with your ear, but the literal word is what you read. So those words are coming from the soul of who you are as you put it on the phone. You see, and that's who you are. That's what you're saying because that's what you want the person to read. What you feeling in you in you is coming out on on in, on on the texting, and um, uh, and, and 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 let's go on the flip side. Everybody, everybody. I talked to my grandson yesterday. Everybody that's walking on the face of the earth in this type technological era is walking around with all that cussing they doing, all that fighting and drugs and and hating and all that going on. Every last one of them sinners, as well as saints have a Bible. And so it's funny how, how, it, how it all worked, that everybody has the word with them. Like going to church and the preacher says, all right, praise the Lord, everybody. I want you to turn, turn to your, to your T-Mobile and look up uh, uh, John chapter 3, verse 16. 
Hallelujah. Everybody, just turn to your to your metro right now. And then <laughs> uh, to your AT&T. Then Michael say, turn, to, turn your Bible. Yeah, but that is the Bible. That's your word. Everybody has the word. In other words, everybody has access to knowing about this tongue thing that I'm talking about. You can go in extra research if you want once this, uh, once this hour of power is over. You know, uh, uh, this once this this is over at seven o'clock or five or whatever. Once it's done, you can still do extensive research on that because you have the word, you have commentaries, you have theologians in that machine that you have in your pocket. Everything you want to know about Christ, everything you want to know about the history of the, the disciples. And what did Jesus do and all that and the baptism and the Holy Spirit? You can learn about the, the, the tongue. You can learn about the, the anointing power in the book of Acts. You can learn anything you want to learn. Pick up your Bible, which is called T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, whatever. It's made plain and simple for you. Everybody, there's no reason why nobody can receive this word. You can leave your actual Bible home, your King James at you know, it has all the literaries, everything's in it. It's beautiful, you know, with the with with the with the embroidery around it and everything. It looks so nice when you go to church Sunday. You can leave that home and still have your word with you. As long as you have your phone, you have the word of God in that phone. Any information you need, that's how technolo- technology has, has 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 risen to an all time high. That you can get it, and they call it a smartphone because it is smart. Is this something about it? Some people say, "Oh, that's the devil." Oh yeah, what if something happened with one of the satellites and everything crashes, and and then we won't have cell phones, we won't know how much money we have in the bank, we don't know that, and we'll all go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many different opinions out there. But in the meantime, the word is accessible to you. The word of God is truly accessible to you, whatever you need to know. There's no reason. You could be on the subway. You could be on the bus, going to work, coming home. Pick up your cell phone instead of jibber-jabbing, talking stuff. Tell you, hey, Jim, how you doing, man? I'm on my way, man. I'm tired, man. You can pick up a scripture and find reference and answers to whatever you need to do or what you need to know. That's just something I would like to just, just wanted to share with you. And I have my Bible here, my physical Bible, actually, in front of me. I'm going to turn pages, you know. Um, I, I'm just old school, straight up old school. But uh, old school giving you the, new, the newness of Christ, amen. So uh, what I would like to say is that um, when, you, when, when you're when hot-headed and, 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 and you have a temper on you, uh, you, need a, you need a state of equanimity, uh, uh, which, is, which is based on uh, that, that one of the fruit, and in the, in, 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 there's not fruit of the Spirit, and there's, like I said, 17 works of the flesh in Galatians chapter 5. We understand that. So one of the fruit that we get, that we get for, for, for our even temper uh, and, 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 to, and to control ourselves, uh, the only fruit that can have control, can take control of whatever you're fighting is the fruit of temperance, the fruit. Grab that piece of fruit sometimes to keep you from running that big mouth, you know what I mean, talking that mess out of your mouth, that junk, that trash out of your mouth. And I'm saying that I'm bold with mine, you know, because this is just the cutting sword Bible ministry, the, the cutting sword. It cuts through the marrow, cuts through your, your mess, you see. It, 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 see when it, and it cuts, it cuts, man, it's, it's like a slice. I don't know if anybody here out there in Radio Land and TV Land, wherever you're at, I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, called the the the, uh, with the Whitney Houston. I think it was called um, the uh, he was a he was protecting her. I forgot the name of it. The Guardian or something. Uh, bodyguard, bodyguard, and, and and that movie. Some of you might have seen it, not may not. And she was playing around with the sword. She was playing with 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 his sword that he had in his in his room, and she walked in there. And she picked it up, and then what he did, he threw a, a ribbon, like a scarf, up in the air, and it came down on the sword and sliced that. That sli- he gave it a paper cut. I mean, sliced that thing like a clean, sharp cut. That's what the word of God. That type of sword is what I'm talking about. It cuts through the marrow, your understanding, your obedience versus your disobedience. It cuts through it. Amen. Because first of all, we got to understand something. Uh, without the word, we lost. And I used to tell people that the word does work, 
when you work the word. You got to work this thing. That's what I was talking about earlier about these. When you first get saved, you got to stay in it. Like Paul said, you know, you die daily, meaning just persistency in this and consistency. You have to be consistent as well as persistent. Because if you want something bad enough, you're going to be adulated. Amen. You're going to be adulated and agitated with this thing. You're going to get up like it's like, like you're going to pop up out the bed like popcorn. You know, you're going to be ready to get on your knees and ready to go and pray for somebody and ready to go to the nursing home, ready to go to church, go to ready to help the pastor mow his lawn or something. I'm just saying dutiful things. That's something that, 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 that is not in vain, something that helps the kingdom or whatever. Yeah, I'm just saying it's so many things, innumerable. But, but when you have an even, even head, your, 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 don't forget your mental status controls your tongue. Think about this. Your mental status, let the same mind be in you as also in Christ Jesus, your mental status controls your movement. It controls your lip service. It controls your heart. It controls it. If, it's, if, you, if you have the mind of Christ, your heart's going to follow. Your, your heart and your mind is 18 inches away. Don't take that long. They're, they're both in communication, constant communication with each other. Because whatever the mind says, the heart's going to follow. The heart don't lead the mind. The mind leads the heart. If you have a mind to do something for somebody, what's going to happen? The heart is going to follow what the mind says because the, the mind is so strong with it. It says, look, look, I, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm concise. I'm not going to play with this. I'm going to do this. And once it gets involved with it, the heart follows with the mind, the mind of Christ now. If you're drunk, if you're drunk, you're low-down, dirty drunk, a cusser, a fighter, a person that talks about people and, and picks fights and, 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 and just, just a mean rattlesnake, okay? In his mind, he says, oh, man, I can beat up on the world. I can beat up on a gorilla. And his heart is going to feel like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's going to have the heart. Whatever that mind says he's going to do, the heart's going to be so augusted, augusted to, be doing, to do that. It's going to be augusted. In other words, the, gust, the, 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 the gustation of that will, of the will in that heart. Say, yeah, okay, we got this. Okay, upstairs, talking to the mind. The mindset, they both are friends. They're relatives. Whatever one does, the other follow it. And then the heart says, okay, yeah, listen, okay, now don't forget, the, don't, you got the eyes that are uh, relatives also. You'll be first, second cousin, whatever, your, your nieces or nephews, but they're all in the same family. The eyes perceive what the mind, see, it has to see it. So that when it sees a thing, the mind automatically clicks over and says, oh, oh, I see it. Oh, I see the intellectual part of this. I see what's going on. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, I, I, can, I, can, I can deal with this. The mind, the mind doesn't have a heart. See, every part of you it works individually. It's an individual uh, 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 pronunciation. Everybody pronounces their own duty. The hand, the left hand and the right hand, they have their own duty. That's why one's on the left, one's on the right. You pick up a 60-pound bag of potatoes with your right hand, it's going to need help from his buddy. He's going to grab the other side, and it makes it easier because they're in compliance, just like the heart and the mind. You see, we got to understand something, ladies and gentlemen, that we can't control ourselves, you see, because self is greedy. Self has no realm of, of, of itself because it just wants more of itself because self is flesh, and the flesh is just greedy with flesh. The more flesh gets, the more it wants. The more self looks in the mirror and looks at the selfie and looks at itself. When you check your, your phone and look at yourself, you look, it's, it's called the self. You're looking at yourself. That's the flesh. So if you're checking yourself out to see if you are all right and this and that, don't forget all that selfie stuff you're doing, looking at yourself and all primping proper, looking at, do you know that that's going to look ugly one day and it's going to go to right to ashes? It's not going to be so pretty later. It's not because you're taking too much time with self, too much time with flesh, too much time with cussing and swearing and talking talk and 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 and, and doing everything you want to do. This see you live you see you living on this earth temporarily. This is everything's temporal here. There's nothing that's lasting. Even your medicine, your medicine for temporary relief. Only, you know nothing is on there that's you know that says for permanent relief. No medicine bottle says that. You're gonna die longer than you live. 
you're going to truly die longer than what you live. First of all, you, if you're going to die that long, you, where are you going to be? So if I was you, I would be preparing myself, you know what I mean, to, 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 to take myself out of myself and get the spirit, which is inside the self, to act like, hey, look here, look here, I'm taking over now because there's a home that's not made by hand. See, there's a place I want to be, and I'm taking care of myself to be on this earth tempor- temporarily. They're going to burn in hell. Why am I doing that and taking all the time for me when me is nothing but flesh and lust and greed and nasty and attitudious? <laughs> so, so, so what I'm saying is we, we, we focus in on the wrong thing. We, we really do. And, and, and when we look at a person, we, 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 we ostracize them, we judge them, and, that, and, uh, and, and that's, that's, that's not right. We even say things, ill-mannered things about them falsely. Uh, in the book of uh, St. James, uh, chapter 3, verse, chapter 3, from 3 to 12, uh, it tells you, and I'm not going to read all of it. I just want to share that with you. You know, this was, uh, I think, when it said on the um, talk show, it says, recorded live. So if it's recorded live, that means you can get all this, even though I'll give you chapter 3, verse 3, all the way to verse 12 in the book of James. James, the book of James. There were two James in the the discipleship, okay? Uh, From from verse, uh, let me see, I got it right here. Oh, man, I got some, I got some goodies just lined up and marked in this Bible here. Uh, like Galatians about the fruit I was talking about. I just went through that for some reason. I don't know. That's the first thing I shot at or highlighted. But in the book of James, chapter 3, I'll share it with you right now. It's, I guess you can hear my pages rattling. And I'll say, hey, Reverend, uh, what's the problem, Reverend? You, you, you should have had that by now. Uh, you know, now, in Colossians is where I'm going to be in a few minutes, and I, and I teach, I don't know, my pages are sticking to Colossians, but in the book of James, chapter 3, verse, um, verse 3, uh, yeah, verse 3 all the way to verse 12, it talks about, it talks about the, 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 the tongue and the, the fiery, being a fiery work of uh, evil, and, um, uh, and, and it talks about how it boasts among things, uh, and, and, how it should be a more of a blessing than to, to, to be a curse and all that. So, so from the verse three, it, I talked about you know how the bits of the horses in the verse three and the mouths that they may obey us and uh, how we turn about their whole body. Talk about the horse, you know, they have the bit in the mouth to go one way, you know, and uh, sometimes that's what we need. We need bits in our mouths, you know, to shut that mouth up from saying stuff. We have it don't have to be profanity, everybody. You can be talking about somebody. You can damage a person just by talking about them. And they hear about it. They hear about it. And then they get back to you. Now, everybody got to go up to the pastor's study. <laughs> you know, in other words, you know, if you just keep, keep, the, keep the bit in your, you know, how it bridles the, the horse, you know, when you, you know, and, 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 and those, and, 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 and his horse goes straight. It doesn't, it can't see from the side because it's, it's a straight, he, he's, he's governed to go straight. That's what, he's the governor. And sometimes we need governors on our lips. And, and that's what that basically is uh, deriving to. In verse 4, it says, it says how a ship is uh, uh, a great winds and how it's driven with the fierce winds and all that. And, and when you turn it, turn it, uh, it has a very small helm, H-E-L-M, which is a steering wheel, very small helm on that big, gigantic uh, Pacific Princess, whatever the cruise is, <laughs> liner, you know. Uh, I've never been on a ship before. I, I really haven't, and I would love to go. Uh, but uh, they said that the, that the wheel is, is very small, and it turns a giant ship. In other words, that tongue is so small and unruly that you could turn it in certain ways to be a blessing, and you could turn it in certain ways to be a curse to someone or just to hurt somebody. And the whole, the whole body, the body, your body, you know, whatever way you, you, you steer that tongue is where your body is going to follow. You see, just like the boat or a car, you turn your car to the left, you turn the steering wheel to the left, your car's going to go to the left. It's the same way with your tongue. You need to keep your tongue in line with, and stay in your lane. You know how they say today, stay in your lane. Because, you know, you jumping and switching lanes, that's like and the Bible says uh, the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So we got to understand, we got to, there's a lot of taming we got, man. It's not, not just with the tongue. We got to tame our attitudes. We got some stinking rotten attitudes. And I said, we, we all do, you know, well, I ain't got no, I don't have no sticking attitude, you know, I got attitude, but hey, <laughs> sometimes I get attitude, but things don't go right, you know, 
But actually, you know, that's part of human nature, I guess. You know, and you could be the nicest person in the world, but you're going, if something, if something goes wrong, if it doesn't have to go wrong, if somebody doesn't stop it and to stop your progression and all that, you're going to get an attitude. You know, you don't have to be crazy about it, stop cussing and swearing, but, it, you, know, you, you know, it changes your mood. You know, I don't feel like doing it now. You know, you ought to mess it up. <laughs> you know, they say, what, you got an attitude or something? Yes, I got an attitude. <laughs> You know, but sometimes we have to tame yeah, not only the attitude, our Christian behavior, the Christian behavior, which is it's synonymous to our attitude, you know, our walk, you know, where we go. We have to tame where we go. I talked two weeks ago about places where we belong and places where we don't belong. Places that we don't belong, we end up in sin. We end up in the flesh more so. We end up having to, please don't forgive me. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yes, you did because you went there, <laughs> you know. But actually, you know, and, 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 and that's what I was talking about, the teaching about the power of two. Anyway, I would love to teach that again. That's just, it, it helped me too. So uh, the, the the way we do. And, and, and also, like I said, it goes all the way down to, to, to verse 12, and it talks about the um, – how the tongue can be uh, tamed, how no man can tame the tongue. You can tame every beast, every beast. You can tame a snake, you can tame a dog. Go, go, boy, fetch boy, go, go get him, boy. And, and he'll come back with the, with the stick or the ball or something. You tame it, you train it, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my, you can tame them. you got the circuses out there. You know, it, man can tame everything. Birds, how to go for, for 3,000 uh, 3, miles away and come back and, and, and hand them something, like ravens, say that they did with, uh, with Noah, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can tame any animal. See, the Lord gave Adam that type of wisdom that power, that anointing, and he breathed into him. He, he breathed some of his goodies inside of that dirt or dust, basically, because he made, well, I don't want to get, that's a, that's a deep topic. You know, I talked about it, I think, last week. It was just awesome. I can't get away from it, how, he, how miraculously he did that. Uh, how, how can you make blood inside of dust? Uh, you know, how can you put a heart inside of dust? It's impossible. Dust is something that's is an afterfilter from the dirt of the air and the filament of the air. But how can you make anything form as a man? Only God can do that. You know, the Bible says how fearfully, how wonderfully we made. So basically, when I really get back to what I was saying about how we can, how, how man is so brilliant, how he's so wise, uh, how he can tame. He named them, first of all, Adam named all these animals. And the same animals back then, over, way over 2,000 years, over uh, yeah, uh, close to 3,000 years, he, he, you know, let me tell you something. Those animals' names have not changed. It's still a giraffe back then. It's still one now. <laughs> it's still a zebra then. It's still a zebra today. Everything, God has placed it, and everything the Bible says, uh, in Genesis it says, and everything God made was good. And when he got to Adam, when he finished doing Adam on the sixth day, when he finished creating man, he said uh, it was very good. He put a very in front of the word good. That very was synonymous to Holy Ghost oomph. Oh, man, the power of that very, man. That means he was super, super superlatively excellent. Amen. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so that, that was very, he put a very on that. If you look all through Genesis, it'll tell you everything's good. When he got to Adam, hey, when he was completed, that was his completion. Right then, they said it was very good. <laughs> so basically, we can, we can tame everything on the face of the earth. We can, we can tame a mouse. We can tame gerbils. We can tame anything. We, you know, listen, anytime an ant, little tiny little ant and his family can go and take it. You see a little piece of bread moving on the pavement. <laughs> them brothers are in unity. Boy, let me tell you something. Them, them boys, they got one mind. They're like the city of the Tower of Babel, the same way with the Tower of Babel. They were all up there getting ready to reach heaven. And God said, you know, to, to the heavenly host, he said, let us, uh, the, the people have one mind. And when he recognized the unity and the and the and the, and the, and, the, and, the, and the fellowship they had because they were in communication, they were doing everything in concise to to what they were doing. I mean, they they wanted to do this and they were they were striving and God said, "Look here, let us go down and confound them." <laughs> in other words, that's where the word Tower of Babel came from. They gave them all babbling tongues. One thought he was cussing at the other one. He threw the pitch, and next thing they all frightened, and next thing they all scattered away. That's how God destroyed the Tower of Babel. But basically, this thing about how we can control everything except that wiggly, waggly tongue. We can't even stop it from talking half the time. We run our mouth so much until we forget what we, what we say. And if you say, somebody says, hey, man, remember you told me last week that you're going to give me $30? 
I ain't said nothing. Yes, you did, man. I'm telling you, I'm gonna lie. God is my witness. You told me you was gonna give me thirty dollars, you know, for you know, for you know, for for, for raking your yard or whatever you did, wash his car. And man, I ain't tell you, man. Come on, stop playing, man. I ain't tell you no thirty, man. I would have never told you that because he done said it and talked so much out of his mouth because his tongue was so out of control. He just started running his mouth. He could have been drinking or got high, and he don't see. Once your words get out there, I told Apostle this. That once your words are released. From your from your spirit, not just from your mouth. The words don't form in your mouth; they form in your spirit, in your heart. Once they come up and then they ooze out, and you throw them out there like I'm throwing words out right now. They're in the air. They're in your ears. They're everywhere. These words are out there. Once they get out there, you can never, never, never go back and find the word the under the table. You can't find the word my, it, uh, mother. Any word you shout out there, you could never find those words that are in proportion to where, the way you said it and put them back in your mouth and swallow them like they never were said. Once they're out there in the elements of the dis- dis- dispensation, you have, that's it. It's uh, what they say today, the young kids say, it's a done deal. Uh, maybe too late there on that one, but it's a done deal. Once you say it, you can never retrieve it. So it's, it's important that we watch as well as pray, basically our tongue. We've got to be careful because it can do more damage than a knife. Your tongue can do more and make a greater wound that will not heal. The wounds can be healed with a knife cut, a bullet hole. You know, they can, you can heal. You'll see a little mark there that where you were shot at, you know, but the, 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 the skin covered it. Amen. You're not bleeding there. The knife is a little sliced there, a little, little cut, but, 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 the, but the skin has covered it. It's healed. It's healed. But the words that you use are more powerful than an AK-47. The words that we say is that we mean to hurt somebody. We want to hurt them. We want them to cry. We want them to go, like, like my daughter says, Granny, get your guns. You know, hey, we want to do this. And as soon as we do it, that person will never, ever get healed until you actually apologize. That's another set of words that could come out your mouth. Why would you want to hurt, just hurt them and make them feel less than who they are? And then they'll feel that way and they'll act the way you're telling them. See, that, you know, every action, you know, every a reaction. So you know, why would you want them to feel like, like nothing when everybody's supposed to encourage? You know, you ever hear people in churches say, all right, now I know you're going through there, doc, but be encouraged. And not discouraged, be encouraged. In other words, the word encourage, I looked it up, the word encourage, you, you have to have the courage to be in it, <laughs> okay? So be encouraged. So that, and you, you have to stand that way. You have to, you know, and if nobody wants to encourage you, the Holy Spirit is going to tell you, it's going to speak to you. Don't forget, it's a person. It's a person. It talks to you. It sings to you. It caresses you. It prays with you. It, it tells you the wise thing to do against the unwise. Wisdom is knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. Amen. So, 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 so that's the wisdom of Christ. That's the wisdom. That's the, that, that, was, that wisdom rests on Jesus' shoulder at the time he was coming up out of the water when his cousin, John the Baptist, when he baptized him. You know, and the father was right above all three of the Trinity. The father said, behold, this is, for, this is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. You know, so in other words, the Holy Ghost was the second the second realm, and the Son was on the last realm on in the water coming up, and went straightway into the into the wilderness to be tempted. It was a purpose why he went. You know, so anyway, long story. It says immediately, straightway, straightway. I mean, he didn't make pit stops and all that. So in other words, it's a purpose for the Holy Spirit to come in, and the Holy Spirit can get in your in your mouth too. It don't just want to get in your hands and in your feet, you dancing. That 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 that's, that's not all of it. No, no, that's just see, just like. Your car is not a blessing. Your wife is not a blessing. Your job is not a blessing. Think about it. They're not a blessing. They are the result of a blessing. That's what they are. You see, because if they're a blessing, they will be up in heaven. <laughs> they are results of a blessing. So, so let me let me speed up here a little bit. Uh, when man can't, he 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 can tame everything but his tongue. When you look in the mirror individually, you go and close the bathroom door, you know, like, yeah, there, wash your hands, whatever, and you're looking in the mirror, and stick your tongue out. Just stick your tongue out. See if you can tame it from wiggling. Stick it out for about mm, 
okay, take 30 seconds then. I'll give you 30 seconds, 20 seconds if you will. You stick your tongue out there 10 seconds, I guarantee you it'll move. And you can never freeze your tongue unless you're dead. <laughs> but you can never tame it. You can tame anything else. You tame your kids, not tame them, they're not animals. I'm just saying, you know, you raise them and you train them up. The Bible says train up a child and all that. But you cannot train that tongue. The only way you would train your tongue and tame your tongue is through the word of God. The anointing, the sweet aroma of the taste from the word of God that will control that nasty tongue. And the reason why it's nasty is because you got some nasty stuff down, down, up down there in, 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 in your refrigerator. You see, you, you're keeping it until it's time to use it. You see, a lot of times we say, oh, yeah, Lord, thank you for, for healing me from that cussing I've been doing. Yeah, yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah, by and by. Don't you get an argument? You can reach down there quick and it comes up fast. So if you've been healed of all that, how come it can come up to your tongue in a split second? But in other words, we have to understand, we got to stop this, 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 just, just running off of the mouth and get into the word. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 8 talks about putting putting off all manner of anger and wrath and malice and blasphemy. And, and, it, and, and it also talks about filthy communication coming out of your mouth. That's what Colossians chapter 3, verse 8 says. Colossians. And, and, and that's true. And Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 4 talks about let no corrupt communication. See, they're like cousin cousins right here. Colossians 3, 8, Ephesians 4, 9. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. That's the same thing Colossians and the, the Church of Colossae. And, and they, they were preaching there when he was preaching in the Church of Colossae. He, he says, look, put off all these things, which is anger. Put them off. Put off the wrath, which is the madness and the, and the evil. And put off the malice and, and the jealousy and the blasphemy. Uh, blasphemy. And, 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 and it's, it's superseded by saying filthy communication. You know what filthy communication is, basically four-letter words. You know, and, 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 and filthy communications don't have to be curse words like the profanity. It's not, no, no, don't get it twisted. Let's not just put profanity in the box by itself. You can put some filthy communications pornographically in your mouth. Mm. I mean, actually not in your mouth, coming out of your mouth. Uh, you can talk dirty. You can talk lustful. You can talk nasty. You can talk, you can talk under your clothes. You could talk to stuff, you know, and and you and you know, and and, and things that you know that that, that, that make a may make, make a frog curl up, you know what I mean? So so and and that's filthy communication right there. You see, you can say something about somebody's uh, a, a woman walk by you, and 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 you can say, wow, man, look at her. Ooh, she looked good. She sure looked good to me. That's filthy communication right there. It's not just profanity. This is not, it's not zero in on just profanity. Profanity is just an offset. You know, profanity is basically broken English because you really, when a person uses profanity, they really are uneducated on what do you word to use in place of the profanity. You can educationally tell somebody off in, 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 in the literal status, you know, as far as with the words that you use. You know what I mean? Uh, like 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 uh, uh, all types of there's so many words out there that can complement that that can complement your profanity, which you really don't want to compliment it because it's profanity. Think about it. If it's wrong, why compliment it? What a big word! But some people, you know, they like I said, they don't want to. They they don't know. They just don't know. Their first thing come out is what they've been trained to say. You know, in, in the media, you hear more D the, the the letter D. You hear the letter A double scribble. You know, you hear you you hear all you hear all these words that are you know, free. With the FCC allows it, that's a shame. And so the child is sitting there looking at TV, and he hears the word, you know, like somebody say a double scribble, and they'll say that word. He say, "Mama, you know your a double scribble is 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 big, Mama." And he's and she, "What did you say, boy? Come here, huh, Mama, Mama, Mama? I just, what I what I do, Mama, Mama, Mama." You know, where did you get that word? The man said it on TV. <laughs> you see, it's, it's, it's nationwide. It's actually earthwide. See, all the, and the kids are picking this up, and they find it normal. Amen. They find it this normal. The devil has risen so high above it, we don't even see him no more. We don't even know he's got, a, got the string, and he's got the string holding us up, and when he lifts the right, Part, uh, the arm lift up, and he lift the middle part. Our mouth shoots out stuff. You know, he's just he's just a pup. He's a puppeteer, and we're the puppets because we allow him to string us up. We allow him to string us up. See, I, I can I can do a seminar on this thing, but 
this is just a little word. This is called the news. It was an hour of power with cutting sword ministry. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4 talks about uh, 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 obscenity. It's called foolish talk. In, and 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 as way in a way of 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 course joking, you could joke something, and it's and it's and it's and it's healthy communication. You could joke about something. Hey man, did you see man? You see, hey, <laughs> you see, you see, sister cushion bottom. Oh man, look at her man. You see her wig all twisted over there. And everybody laughing. That's not that's not nice. That is not that's not what. See, that's <laughs> the Bible. It's an instruction purpose here. Why we got to be instructed not what not to say and what to say. Our word, the words that we use, God didn't mean them to say anything really, but uh, praise by name or, or blessed father. Or we, uh, I love you, God. Thank you, creator, for blessing and, and making us creatures. Lord, uh, 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 you are the mighty. You are the greatest. Lord, that's what basically we're supposed to say. We're supposed to be giving him praise. Well, we took the praise out. And and, 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 and and what we do, we pray on other things. Get it? P-R-E-Y. We pray on other things more so than praising him. You see, and that's the problem. That's the problem. You see, so what I'm saying is this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. In James chapter, uh, Proverbs chapter 21, it says, he that guards his mouth, he guards it from danger. If you can guard your mouth from junk, and, and, and whatever that you want to say out your mouth at free will, you can, listen, you keep yourself from being, from danger. You know, the danger, what's the danger of, of, of God cutting you off? Cutting you off from your blessing, cutting you off from your job. Things happen. God has a way of cutting you off. So many ways. Second Timothy 2.16 talks about how we're supposed to avoid ungodliness chatter. Ungodliness chatter. And we do a lot of that after communion services on the blessed day, which is a sacrament, a holy sacrament, one of the, one of the top two, the seven sacraments of the Bible, but the top two is baptism and, and the Eucharist, which is the communion, holy communion. And once we leave the table and the pastor said, uh, uh, as they went out into the Mount of Olives, you know what I mean? And, uh, and as they go out to the Mount of Olives, as they're walking out of the church, apostle, as they're walking out of the church, they are not supposed to say anything. We're talking right, not just old school. We're talking right to make it righteous. We are supposed to not speak another word to keep it holy in the sanctuary. We're not supposed to say, hey, hey, how you doing? I saw you last week. Oh, hey, brother, you sure played good on that, on that, on them drums. Man, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, listen, will we have a meeting uh, next week? Are we supposed to be so-and-so? And we still sit standing around the communion table. Just had dinner with our Savior. And we run in our mouth like we at a club. That is disrespectful. And it's inordinate, inordinate Christian behavior. Inordinate. And we got to understand something. We got to keep things holy. The Bible says, be ye holy. Ye means us. Be ye holy for why? Why he said it? Because he said, because I am holy, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, 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 how far do we go with that? You see, now, Psalm 19, 14 says, let the words of my mouth be, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. How often do we say that? If we say it, how often do we mean it? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, get it? The heart, the meditation, the meditation that's building up and prayer like Paul talks about. How come we can't let that be in existence and in coexistence with the meditation of our heart be acceptable? Let the words of my mouth be in, 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 in existence with the heart, which is coexisting, and, 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 and you know, being acceptable in thy sight. Let the words be acceptable in thy sight. In other words, I'm saying, Lord, in your sight, I want my words to come out of my, out of my mouth, from my heart, to be acceptable unto thee, O Lord. That's what that means. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Acceptable. In other words, he agrees to what you say. That's where the blessing is going to come pouring on you if he agrees to it because you are doing thus the will of God. And then it says, my strength and my redeemer. And he's redeemed you from the power of Satan. He redeemed you. He bought you with a price, the blood price. 
Now, let me, I'm going to finish. Just about done. It says, James chapter 1, verse 26 says, uh, those who consider themselves religious, get it? But don't keep it, keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves. Those that, 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 that they, they consider themselves, they deem themselves religious. You know, you can walk around, yeah, I'm all that. I'm pontificatedly all that. And a bag of chips and a hamburger, you see. Now, 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 you walk around like you, you, you Mr. It, you know, or, 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 or you, um, uh, uh, such a work off such a much. And, 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 but, but, but you, you know, that's the guy, you got to keep a tight rein on your tongue. And now, if you don't do that, you deceive yourself. That's what James is saying. You deceive yourself. Amen. I'm done with that for right now. Now, 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 now. But blasphemy, blasphemy and all that, you know, that's what the Bible says about profanity. People say, well, well the Bible don't say nothing about cursing. Yes, it does. I just gave you scriptures. And it's more than that. I can't, I don't have time to do it. This is like a, a, a forest, a, the big giant forest can be, can be consumed with the biggest fire ever in history by one spark, meaning the tongue is a spark that can kill a nation. Amen. So, 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 so all I'm saying is you shield yourself before you leave the door. And while you're in the house, shield yourself from that mess that you get ready to say out of your heart. Whatever in your heart's going to eventually come up. Amen. It's going to come up out of your, it's going to come up out of your spirit and, and, and it's going to flow and it's, it's, it's going to, it, it, it's going to come up, it's going to ooze up in your esophagus area and your lungs and in your throat and it's going to come inside your mouth and it'll well up. It's going to well up, not swell up, but it's going to well up in your mouth. So as soon as something hit, boom, you will cuss it like a sailor. See, because it's inside you. You don't work with the mouth. You work with what's causing the mouth, which is your spirit. You see, so 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 what you do with that? You have to shield yourself. You shield yourself. That's like you do your house. I told my grandson the other day, yesterday. You know, when you leave your house, you know how we most we have the expensive stuff in our homes. You know, uh, we have expensive things in there, and we, we don't want no pestilence to get in and break windows and all that. So, we, and then we into, we in line with the Philadelphia police department. They can see what's going on and where the house is. Some burglary and alarm go off, and you and you put that four digit pin on your door. You know, like whatever it is. But but that's the house. You put you shielding your house as you leave. They give you a few seconds to get out of there and all that, you know. So, but I I say you know you should shield shield your tongue and or your spirit. And everybody has a four digit pen. God made a way for you to have one. For example, P nine one one. That's your that's your four digit pen. P nine one one. Psalm 91.1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Uh, or you can have uh, you can have J three one six John three sixteen for God so loved the world. Shield yourself. Shield yourself. You 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 can have J uh, three three and one. You know what I mean? You, you, all these scriptures. You can you know or James one two six. Those that consider themselves religious, like I just said, you can pick any. You just just got that, that pen number. And just hit that pen. And wait, how you hit that pen? Through meditation and praying unto God before you walk out that door. Because there's some stuff that's outside waiting on you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm done. It's, it's, uh, I, I don't know if, 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 if I'm in the right. So let's see. It's uh, Oh, 51. I got a couple more minutes just to say this real quick about uh, 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 what a person, this is the last thing. It has nothing to do with the tongue. But it, it's something I wanted to share with you as far as uh, very, very quickly, about, a, about two minutes, not even that long. Uh, about the art of uh, being nervous. When a person is being very nervous, so somebody came to me and they said, I'm not going to say it was, but, you know, it says whenever you, we do something, you know, as Christians, when we do something, why do we get nervous, you know, when we get ready to do something? Why are we, why are we so nervous? You know, because, uh, you know, nervous is, a, is, is, a, is not a good thing, right? Right, 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 Apostle? And I said, uh, sometimes it is a good thing. In fact, if you're in the spirit already, and you're, you know, first of all, there's no fear. If you're walking with God, there's no fear. But uh, even some things, even I told him, I said, even though I get nervous sometimes, you know, when I'm getting ready to do a thing because I want to do it right. And see, sometimes people, the medical profession say nervousness causes stress. 
you know, and all that, and and, and anxiety and all that. Next thing you know, you're, you're breathing funny and you get heart palpitations. But no, no, the nervousness of doing something for the Lord. In other words, the nervousness to me is a good thing because when you're nervous, you're humble. You're humble. See, I notice whenever I'm nervous doing something, if I'm teaching something, you, I, there's a qualm, not a, not a, not a mask. Not a mass of scenario of nervousness, you know, that makes me like, ah, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, ah, I can't breathe. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the nervousness, a little, a little feather in, in your throat, like like a little water in there, you know, like, you know, and, and you say that. But when you get comfortable with it, when you get too comfortable, you can be a little too sure of yourself and you can easily make a mistake, you know, because you're so sure of yourself, get it? Self, flesh. So if you are nervous, you are more humble because you don't want to mess up, especially if it's doing something for God. Amen? So if you're nervous, I wouldn't call that a bad thing because the nervousness, you know, I notice whenever, like I said, whenever I'm nervous, uh, for some reason, I might think I didn't do good when I'm finished. And I'm saying, oh, man, oh, man, why did I? Oh, man, you know, I, you know, they, they heard the rattle in my voice, man. I messed up, man. I didn't. Oh my goodness! I was trying to, you know, this, and then they they'll come back to you, get a barrage of people. Say, oh, that was the anointing on you! Oh my God! Oh, you really? Oh, you really taught us something today? You taught? Oh my God! See, you you don't recognize all that. They see it. You're not supposed to see it. If you see it, what's gonna happen is you're gonna get a big head. You say, yeah, yeah, I'm no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jim. All right, brother, I got this. And next thing you know, you you bomb out. You see, so that 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 piosity does not uh, uh, equate with humility. You see, once you get a uh, you know that 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 type of heart of pride, you talk about the, I'm talking about pride. I can I can, I can you know, the great fall when you have that high up there. The pride has a great fall. Look at Satan. There's a good reason. That Lucifer. He wasn't named Satan up there. He was called Lucifer. Uh, when he had that pride that he would be like God, he would do this and do all that, what have you, just like about <laughs> for a great fall, right? He, he went down and he'd been down ever since. Amen. But look, I'm done, y'all. Uh, God bless you. And uh, and and if there's uh, if there's apostle uh, uh, there or anybody there, if you want to come yourself off the of mute, God bless you. If you have something to to, to you know to, to to elaborate on in the future, uh, I hope I can come back next week. I have something that's special for you, and uh, God bless everybody for listening, and enjoy your dinner. Amen. Amen. We thank you, Apostle. I was very, very much inspired by something that we should not just break bread and walk away and start chatting about us. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Amen. that 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 direction sometimes when we come and we listen to things it's not just to be there to encourage you mm-hmm. but you to teach us and that's why we call you teacher. And we <laughs> I, I, I say to you that I'm one that believes and God will speak to us All right. Um, Apostle's phone just died, but that's okay. We're still here together. It was a beautiful show. I'm going to let her finish her comment and then I'll. Well, let me say that I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I'm proud of you, Apostle. I'm proud of the, the zeal you had and the love you had for the Word of God. I always tell everybody mm. that I don't know anybody who loves the Bible more than you. <laughs> and I want you to be encouraged and keep preaching and teaching it. We love you so much. Thank you. Oh, Hold my you. baby. Oh, that's Thank my you. baby. I'm not going to say the devil's a lie. We always say that. I'm going to watch my tongue because <laughs> I had sense to know to keep my phone charged up, and I didn't do it, so it died. But I thank God for you, Apostle. Beautiful lesson. And like I was saying, that the communion now is going to be different for me because you made me see something that I never saw. So we do thank you very much, Apostle. For Amen. those of you that's on the line, his grandchildren are here, but we're not going to put everybody on. We don't want to put anything extra to what you have say, but we ask the Lord to come in and bless those that's in the chat room, bless those that's on the line, and bless Apostle Lord and refurnish him, replenish him, and Lord, the way he loves to teach Keep that desire in his heart, Lord, and we're just going to thank you. We're going to thank you. And for those of you that want to hear the message again, the teaching again, it's on tape, go to talk show. And we thank you again, Pastor. God bless you. 
and bless those that's on the line. See you next week at the same time. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.